Great morning, great afternoon, great night. Welcome to Moments of Mindset, the podcast. I'm your guide, your host, Rodney Williams, a.k.a. The Hot Rod Yogi. Man, I'm so excited. I'm always so excited to 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 share with you all because, you know, this journey has brought me here to this platform, and I talk about it all the time, where I can go into a deep meditation or have deep conversations and come out of that sharing my experience and the feelings that I have and and the fervor at which and the elevated emotions that come with being able to openly share and openly be candid about former messes that are now messages and then have a platform where I plan on having some of my friends that I hold in high esteem and we share the same values and same mission of making sure that we are cutting our teeth on life and learning from the perceived losses, getting feedback from the perceived failures, taking and having to go through the mistakes to get to the point where my stakes are high It's all a mistake. You learn, you grow from it, you modify. So today I just wanted to talk about the proximity that you keep. And I'm so very thankful that right now I have you, your ears and your hearts and your minds and your souls and your spirits. And you've been following and you've been listening and you've been sharing. Thank you so much. That's the only way this love, this light right here can be spread. Let's go! Yes, I love y'all. So proximity, that in itself is an untapped power and it's a path to any possibility out there. And what I mean by that is I'm able to express myself the way I do now with such a love and such talking about family because I had to I had to get congruence in certain aspects of my life. And so in order for me to do that cuz and I and I tell you for years I thought that I was meant to just be single floating in and out of people's lives, you know, being there for my kids, creating memories, but I I always felt as though the family structure that bliss would escape me. And a lot of that is due to looking at how my family dynamic is, but then wanting to create that in my own light, I still had to grow and evolve and let go of some archaic BS that I was still holding on to, certain behaviors, certain routines, certain mindsets going in. So once I handle that and had tough tough conversations. I put myself in a situation where there's so much more congruence in my life, but I had to model people that I respected that are in my proximity. There's three gentlemen that I'll mention 
in particular, and this is just with the family dynamic, because I needed to find I have I'm blessed with my inner circle as a dot. And I have people that love me that have seen me through the years evolve and grow into who you see now. But these three gentlemen, just in terms of how they maneuver in their family dynamic, I have proximity to watch them and conversations with them. I didn't have to know the day-to-day details of what they were doing and being in their business. No, but just from afar, I could just see the energy and the love that they were putting in to make sure that their familial structure was infused with love and that their kids could see an example of them stepping out and being the best version of themselves and coming home and still bringing in that same energy. One of my best friends, Christopher Garza, I mean, he's one of the main reasons why I have catapulted to this platform and to be able to express. He used to have a podcast and, you know, I admired him for that, but I admired him for much more than just the podcast and the things that he's done. He's 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 accomplished. You know, he and I, we went to St. Mary's University together for a year, and I remember uh, I was playing a, a game of King of the Hill with a couple of my teammates, and he walked in the gym as I was dunking on somebody, and he was like, "God!" And I looked at him, and we've been fast friends ever since. And there was a period of time when we lost contact. I, I had to go into some hibernation and, and to um, learn and grow. But all the while, he was a beacon of light. He was a model for me because his family dynamic, what he is, and I'm going to use the word sacrifice, but when you love and you want the best out of people, it's not a sacrifice. It's what you do in the name of love. So in the name of love, in order to make his family dynamic better and work in the best way it can, You know, he made decisions as a husband, as a father, as a son, to make it better in his household. And I got to watch that and see how his kids thrive. And he and I had conversations about just that in parenting, in terms of not projecting our own perceived failures and steering our children down a particular path. And his household is fruitful and it's full of all those elevated elevated emotions that I encourage everybody to find. So I'm so thankful and grateful to have him as a model, him in my proximity so we can have conversations. I can get on the road with him and even though we don't talk often, excuse me, when we do talk, we talk for hours at a hand. Like it's five minutes. There is no time. We just share wisdom we share experiences we share the feelings and emotions are tied to the values and how we act on a day-to-day basis so i'm so blessed to have him and and he continues to be a, a model of what i strive to be and i model some of his behaviors in terms of doing the extra special things right the thoughtful things that outside the box like leaving notes and re- reminding over and over and finding creative ways to instill and infuse love in a situation and an engagement with your loved ones. One of my great friends, Tyson Walker, he's another uh, beacon of light for me with regard to the family dynamic. 
and he works in sales just like Chris does and just like my, my friend Jared, who I'm going to talk about as well. They all work in sales. So that competitive environment, that environment where you are wanting to take your unique gifts and talents and for the betterment of your family, push forward day in and day out, day in and day out. Find that mindset, that growth mindset to continue to put your head, your wall, your, your head and shoulders and your body through walls to make sure that your family gets whatever it is that they need, no matter what. And so in our friendship, our sons are the same age. And, you know, we've spent time in fellowship and talking and sharing about family and, you know, sharing about how to maneuver through the husband and wife dynamic, healthy conversations. And so, again, he and having conversations and fellowship and proximity with him, he's helped me steer my ship towards the best man that I could be for my family. And my brother, my age, Jared Smith, man, I call him Jay Smitty. Man, I had a conversation with him today, and, you know, I'm, he's going to be on, uh, it's always fun for him to say, he's going to be on the show, he's going to be on this platform, he's going to be on Moments of Mindset, the podcast, and we're going to sit and have a conversation of clarity. We had one today, and I said to him midway, I said, man, I really should have just set up the mic and um, gotten in the booth and, and, and just turned the microphone on and let us just go at it because we talk about family. You know, we talk about business. We talk about just how to maneuver as young black men for our culture, for our families, creating a legacy. And that's important. You know, he listened to a couple of he, a few of my episodes and he gave me kudos and praise and said, man, it was powerful and you should be proud. And I told him, I said, that means so much. It always means a lot when somebody says that's those sort of sentiments to me, but He's known me for a couple decades, so he has seen the progression, the step-by-step, the value still being the same, but taking some of the edge off and really, really having more of a focus and not just being joke, you know. So he's been a beacon of light for me because when we worked together, I knew that he had my back, I had his. And seeing how he maneuvered with his family, his entrepreneurial ventures, how they continue to grow and flow, you know, even in his corporate space, how he continues to grow up that ladder and wearing so many different hats and always embracing each situation as an opportunity to find a solution. So seeing him and his family dynamic, how he maneuvers entrepreneurially like that and having these conversations where we said it today, we can have a conversation, and even if we're on opposite opposite sides or we have differing opinions, the love that we have for each other, the respect that we have for each other, we honor the words that we share and we take stock. And I know for myself, I leave the conversations and I come back and I think, you know what, what he said, how could I implement that and maybe augmenting or modifying my perspective a little bit? And I'm happy to do that because I know he comes from a place of love. And I know he comes from a place of whatever it is he sees in me, he's always going to support me. He's always going to love me. He's always going to honor the brotherhood of us sharing with each other and having the values of family and kids and sons. And so the proximity of who you keep is so vitally important. 
Doesn't matter if they're family. Doesn't matter if been, they've been a lifelong friend. If they don't share the same values, if they are not moving in the same vision, doesn't have to be the exact same thing, the exact same way, but at least honoring the values of the things and the obstacles and the challenges that you face day in and day out to get to that next level of abundance, that best version of yourself, why why would they even need to dim your light even more? And this is not, I'm not judging any way, shape, or form on anybody, but you and I both know and everybody out there that's listening, it's hard enough as it is sometimes to get started. And sometimes the people close to you, they might not even realize that they are doing a detriment by projecting maybe some unresolved traumas onto you in the name or spirit of protection. You may have heard me say it often on my on, on this platform. I, I listened to um, the Own Your Future Challenge. When I was in that in May, one of the guest speakers on there, Trent Shelton, one of the things he said is whenever we get ideas and get to moving forward and wanting to step outside the box and be the best version of ourselves, sometimes it's hard for people to see. So if we are given a vision, we're given the message, we're given something to sink our teeth into where we can be passionate about, be intentional about and have purpose in the service of humanity while utilizing our unique gifts and talents. You have to explore that. You have to. And if those that are around you, if they do not or cannot see it, whenever you're given that vision, we share it with them. And maybe in the heart of protection, they're like, yo, mm, are you sure you can do that? But guess what? You were given the vision from God, from source, from light, whatever monarchy. You, it was given to you from the quantum You went to a place where you wanted better. You wanted something in the unknown where creation happens. And when you did that, the universe responded and gave you a vision. May not given you the entire picture, but it gave you a piece of that first little breadcrumb, that first seed for you to plant. And if it's given to you, we shouldn't expect For when we share that vision with others for them to see it, it wasn't given to them. It was given to you. Thank you, Trent Shelton. And so you got to really take stock in that and sit in that meditation. Where you sit and you breathe and you quiet all the external noise and you can create your compelling future from that four pillars of who it is that you want to be, taking stock of where you currently are, seeing the results in advance, forecasting five years, 10 years, 15 years down the line, what that looks like. What position are you in to help others? Is it creating a business, a conglomerate? That way you can employ people. That way you can train people. That way you can empower people for success. You can create that when you get into meditation You breathe, you listen, and you wait patiently through those positive thoughts for that vision that is going to come if you just quiet the mind. So the proximity, I'm blessed in this as I have 
immersed myself in the learning and wanting to be of service of being the best version of me. I'm having more and more and more conversations with other like frequency having people, people that are vibrating on a frequency of a higher level of thinking of going past the senses to create their own reality. I have to always keep harping on it. Thoughts are literally things if you think about it and break it down. If you have a thought that's going to create an emotion, when you have a specific emotion that releases chemicals into the brain, which filters into your physiology and how you feel and how you act, which turns into habits, which turns into characteristics. And sometimes that once you start doing that over and over and over and over again, that's Groundhog Day. And then you're perceived in a certain way and you can't think past anything else. But thank God, thank the source, thank the light for the brain's neuroplasticity. That means it's malleable. That means it can change. That way, that means you can learn new things. Hence, a growth mindset. Where if you can see it or not even see it, but think it, feel it, behave it, create it to be when you can do just that you can create anything but you have to sit in silence and you have to meditate and you have to know that it's a journey and you have to know that you have to surround yourself with people that will push you out of your comfort zone and hold you accountable to making sure you're taking action towards that which you wish to create one of my best friends, the sponsor, the first sponsor of the show, Ches McGavick. I call him Chef Chesy. The owner, CEO, the visionary behind Canatown. He challenged me. I was prior to officially launching Moments of Mindset, the podcast. I had been creating episodes and creating just monologues, if you will, expressing myself, expressing my views. And I've been sending it to a group of people for multiple weeks. And he reached out to me and he said, man, I'm loving the gems. I listened to it on my way to work. I expect it every single day. But when are you going to put it together? When are you going to put it out there for the people, not just us? And it was a loving and challenging nudge. And I, it wasn't a front to my ego. I didn't take it. I know he... Chez is, is, is such an amazing being. He's a cheerleader, cheerleader, an innovator, and supporter all wrapped in one. And he does it with a texture of love that makes you feel good about it. Yes. You know what? I am going to release October the 1st, 2021. My first episode will be published. And when I said that, he said, let's go. And then guess what I did? I had to hold myself accountable. This is what you wanted. This is what you've already been doing. Just a few more clicks, a few more, put it in a digestible way for people to be able to sink their teeth into the soul food. And so I thank him for that. And we push each other. We're both entrepreneurs. We are both family men that are wanting to take our tribe, our community to that next level of abundance with success 
and fulfillment, all the elevated emotions, the compassion, the euphoria, the excitement, the joy, the unbridled bliss, all of that. And that's what we call the level up crew is five or six of us that hold each other accountable. But each one is going in their own path, pushing the envelope, going into the unknown where the magic happens. See, for me, when I was in my corporate corporate comfort zone, if you will, I knew what the day in... those results were unknown. That effort was known. The results, the outcomes, that was known from all the different myriads of sales jobs that I actually had. And I remember the best sales experience that I had, the most challenging one was the door-to-door sales. And I'm taking a short little, I'm digressing a little bit, but just talking about the unknown. I felt the most alive when I was in neighborhoods knocking doors because from door to door, it was an unknown. And I had to prepare myself for that. And that shaped and molded how I present myself and how I engage with people and how I honor their time. And I honor it with love and I honor it with respect. And I always want to bring value. But again, in that value, the people in my proximity, they're valuable. I watched one of my friends, there's actually three of them, Robbie Wong, Terry Wong, Kui, Robbie. I see how hard he works tirelessly. Terry, all of them, these are the owners and operators of Blood Brothers. I model some of the things that I'm doing entrepreneurially after some of the things that they are doing specifically how they're growing their business, how they're spreading their locations, how they are looking for new opportunities to represent their family, to represent the SWAT, Southwest A-Leaf, Texas, stand up. And so these are some of the people that I have in my proximity. They work tirelessly. They don't ask for applause. They don't ask for thank yous. They are grateful for the opportunity to share and spread their love. They're spreading their love through their undying love for food and barbecue. And they are making some of the greatest barbecue you could ever wrap your mouth around. And it's a blessing to call them brothers and we can meet and we can talk about family and we can talk about, you know, exploring opportunities and being mentors to others that are coming behind us. So wherever you are, take stock of what I used to do. I would sit and I would go through my phone and I would see who's in my phone. And, you know, if I haven't talked to them in a while, like, okay, is this just an associate or is this somebody that I have a a kindredship with and a healthy professional respect for? along with personally, and do I need to do a better job of reaching out to them and seeing what they're doing and modeling them, not using them, but getting back in touch, genuinely wanting to see how they're doing and learning from them. They're in my proximity. If they're in my phone, we've exchanged pleasantries and commonalities. So take stock. If you are journaling, write it down. 
who are the people that are in your proximity that really truly help move the barometer in your life internally? They support you. They love you. They hold you accountable and make sure that you are upholding in your actions, in your habits, in your routines, those values which you represent. I was talking to my nephew, uh, Manny Beatty, the other day. Shout out to Philly. And I told him over the phone, I said, man, you were a beacon of light to me in terms of getting my family in order. And I referenced one of his uh, social media videos right before he got married. And this is my nephew, and I'm seeing how he's maneuvering. I'm seeing how he is creating a company for his family. They just recently purchased a home. And so these are the things that I see in the proximity close to me of my family, my friends, the people close to me that are doing amazing things, that are pushing the envelope for me. And they're not aware of this until we have a conversation, but I sit and I watch and I observe. If it's something that I want and I haven't yet achieved it, I can't very well rest on my own laurels. I could, but that trial and error doesn't work. So I'm going to look at and embody the type of behaviors of the people that are pushing me to be better. And I urge you and I lovingly challenge you to do the exact same thing in each and every category of your life. You don't have to do it on your own. I'm sure that you have somebody in close proximity. And even if not, guess what? You need to get out, go to conventions, go to meetups, go to whatever you need to do. There are groups for that. You can find a way, but we weren't put here to do it on our own. We were meant to do it together. Not force. You can organically manifest that by thinking about those things that you want, who it is that you want to be, where you currently are, where you want to go. Why is that important to you? Who needs your all-star game performance? And then that'll take you to the capabilities, the new skills that you need. Those are the four tenets of who it is that you want to be. And I always harp on that just so you can start to change. The fact that source allows you and it's a blessing and with the grace of God allows you to live another day, keep breathing, keep acting, keep taking things and putting things into action, creating a map, a massive action plan towards that which you want, your deepest desires. You can have it, you can achieve it. First, you got to believe it. Then you have to feel it. Then you have to behave it regardless of the outcomes or the results. You have to know it deep in your DNA that unequivocally that which you think about, feel about, behave about will come to fruition. And you don't have to worry about the time just knowing that it's going to happen. You'll meet people. You'll have conversations. They'll appear as though it's a coincidence. But that just means it's perfectly intended for those conversations, for those interactions and those engagements to happen. And I just want to stir the pot on your awareness of these things. These thoughts are things. I said that earlier. Where your attention goes, energy flows. And that attention is just an awareness. So what are you being aware of? Are you aware of where it is that you want to be, that next level of abundance? 
So take stock in the people that you hold close by you. And who are you going to model? Find the people out there that you want to model. Could be a mentor. Could be somebody, could be a friend that's already in your close, right there in front of your eyes. Just have those conversations. Dig deep. Take time. Again, meditate. Sit and journal. Voice memo. You have to do the self-reflection in order to get to where you need to go. Oh, I love the fact that I'm able to share this space, this airspace with each and every one of you all. Thank you so much for lending me your ears, your hearts, your minds, and a little bit of your soul. Because with every single word, I'm giving you my soul and it's recorded and it's here forever, for all eternity. And it is all love. It's all for the betterment of humanity. So if any of these words resonated with you or you know somebody that these words would resonate with, please, I humbly ask you to share. The more and more you share, the more we can show that we care to change the paradigm of all this divisiveness and start working together cooperatively and start having those elevated emotions together. And every time we meet, have another elevated emotion, joy, euphoria, excitement. Every time you hear my voice or every time you share this message. So guess what? In the anticipation of hearing the message, of sharing with friends, you already feel in your physiology a type of joy that brings chills, that brings smiles, that brings laughs. That's how we're going to change the dynamic of divisiveness here presently. But it doesn't have to be ever present. We have a choice. That's why I use my voice. Thank you for locking arms with me. I love each and every one of you listeners now and the ones that are going to listen in the future. And when you go back and listen to all the other episodes, those are infused with Love too. Remember, you are enough. You are supported. You are loved. Always. I don't have to know the details of whatever it is that you're going through to understand you when you were understood. And together, together, We're going to get to that next level of abundance. I love you all. Thank you for lending me your ears. Until next time, stay loving.